Welcome to another Calgary Stampeder podcast. I'm Jock Wilson. I'm Dave Rowe. And boy, you're looking good, Dave Rowe. Oh, thanks, man. Hey, and, hey we look, got, look what else we dragged in here. Who, who else we got over there? Look at a little Dave. Little Dave. <laughs> little Dave McIver. <laughs> Dave McIver here with you. Dave McIver. And what are we going to talk about on the Calgary Stampeder podcast today? Well, hey, it's playoff time in the Canadian Football League. We've got Grey Cup week happening next week. So we've got the MOP finalists. And we've got two very big football games coming up this weekend. The Stampeders, the Bombers, and the West. Eastern final, the Tiger Cats, the Ottawa Red Blacks in the Eastern final. More on that in a few minutes. But, uh, gentlemen, we want to set up the MOP awards that will be handed out in Edmonton next week. So let's go around the table in the Calgary Stampeder podcast, get our thoughts. We're going to start off with the coach of the year. And the coach of the year, one of these coaches will be in the Grey Cup game, the other coach not in the Grey Cup game. I'm talking about Chris Jones of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, Rick Campbell of the Ottawa Red Blacks. Mr. Rowe, why don't you kick it off? Well, I mean, I, you know, I know technically we're not supposed to have character in on this, but <laughs> I just can't get past, uh, you know, like Chris Jones, uh, you know, his uh, continuing, you know, just the way he works around the rules. The whole Charleston Hughes situation this year, you know, he basically had to be ordered by the league office to sit down Charleston Hughes mm-hmm. after uh, you know he was charged with uh, with drunk driving when that was just a, an, an obvious thing. Also, uh, just on, on field performance, I don't think he's managed his quarterbacks well. You know, Rick Campbell has led the Ottawa Red Blacks to top spot in the Eastern Conf- uh, Eastern Conference. I got to go with Rick Campbell. I'm with you, Dave. Uh, Rick Campbell's the guy for me, too. Uh, third Eastern title in the last four years for Rick Campbell. Just another uh, solid season for him. And you, like you said, you look at Chris Jones. Just There's something about Chris Jones that just scratches me the wrong way, fellas. It's just he's very arrogant. He's uh, very uh, about himself. And I think we even saw it uh, when they did the final postgame or postseason press conference yesterday. You know, very much bragged and and liked what he had done that season and what he had done. But Rick Campbell goes about his business every single week, and you see the Ottawa Red Blacks sitting atop the East Division. You know, guys, I, I agree with the arrogance. I agree with the poor decision on the Charleston Hughes situation, which he was forced into doing. But uh, let's be honest: the Saskatchewan Rough Riders didn't have a quarterback, didn't have a healthy quarterback all year, and the Saskatchewan Rough Riders, in my opinion, were the second best team in the Canadian Football League. And the fact of the matter is, uh, this Saskatchewan Saskatchewan team did beat the Calgary Stampeders twice this year. And and because of those numbers, I'm going to I'm going to put all of those other factors out the window right now and I am just going to say, you know, Chris Jones has done a hell of a job with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. So in my books, I, I think he's done a better coaching job than Rick Campbell. I think the West is a lot tougher than the East. So yes, Rick Campbell wins the East. Kudos to him. You know, interesting. They're both, you know, former Calgary connections here with Chris Jones and, and Rick Campbell, but uh, I have to disagree with you. I think uh, I think Chris Jones is going to be the coach of the year. So, so we got uh, two for Rick Campbell uh, with the minority report. Uh, out there. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's uh, go up the list and we're going to go to Rookie of the Year. And once again, we're talking about a member of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. And once again, we're talking about a member of the Ottawa Red Blacks. We've got the amazing kicker, Lewis Ward. What he did this year was uh, pretty amazing stuff. And we have Jordan Williams Lambert of the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. I'm still a little pissed that, you know, Trey Roberson didn't get the, yeah, the West nominee, but that's another story. 
story altogether. They got the altogether. wrong guy. <laughs> they, they really did because you know they you know it's much tougher to be a starting corner in this league than it is to be a starting receiver in this league. But hey, that's yeah. water under the bridge wasn't now. Wasn't even a starting receiver for the whole year. Exactly. So uh, Dave McIver, why don't you uh, kick it off? I'm going to go with Lewis Ward. I always find this the toughest uh, the toughest one to pick. But look, it's a good solid season for Lewis Ward. Uh, it's a great story. That's what I love about it the most. He came in, he hit, hit all those consecutive field goals. So uh, I'm going to go with the good story on this one and take Lewis Ward. I'm going to back uh, Mr. McIver on this one. Again, uh, just that consecutive kick streak. Uh, you know, the fact, again, just a great story with the kid coming out of nowhere. It's, uh, I, I think, good story. Good story. Let's go with the kicker. Uh, you know, bottom line is 17 games played for Williams Lambert, 62 catches, only 764 yards. Yeah. It doesn't make me say, wow. It, you know, if it was over 1,000 yards and if this you take guy out was his done- two games against the Stampeders, those numbers are even less impressive. Well, it, it, exactly right. So I think we're going to make this unanimous. Uh, Lewis Ward obviously is the rookie of the year in the Canadian Football League, and, and the numbers don't lie. Hey, it's it's an undrafted kicker, kind of like Rene Paredes, coming in, doing what he did for the Ottawa Red Blacks. Uh, fantastic. So let's make this unanimous. Uh, Lewis Ward is going to be the rookie of the year in the Canadian Football League. All right, uh, we'll go to special teams. And, you know, once again, we're talking about Lewis Ward of the Ottawa Red Blacks. And, uh, again, I'm, I'm just, I, I don't know what in the hell happened with you know, the voters in the West. Ty Long, really? Oh. Uh, you know, it's just, what a bad, bad decision that was, you know, to, to come out of the West. Uh, I, I don't get it, Dave. I, you know, this would have been a great year. You know, we were talking about, you know, Jameer Thurman, Winton McManus, uh, just, you know, the cover guys. Because mm-hmm. when you looked around the West, you didn't see a real uh, outstanding returner or uh, or anything like that. But Ty Long, uh, again, I, I'm with Dave Dickinson. Dave Dickinson, uh, after the acting job in the final BC uh, game, he said that, frankly, cost that man a vote for an all-star from Dave Dickinson. He said he couldn't support a guy who doesn't play the game the mm-hmm. right way. And, you know, for that very same reason... I'm going east. Mm-hmm. Short and sweet. Punters don't get awards, <laughs> as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> like, well, and, and you know what's funny about that, Dave, is I don't even think he's the best punter in the West. Oh, exactly. No. So <laughs> my thing is, hey, let's, if we got to pick between the guy who can get one point and the guy who can get three, let's take the guy who can get three points. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, good for Lewis Ward, because in our books, uh, he's going to win two major awards next week in Edmonton. So, uh, you know, good on that. Uh, this is always a tough one for me when, when we talk about the offensive line because you really have to talk to the coaches. Uh, the coaches can break it down. You know, I, I, I never played the game, so I really, you know, it's tough for me to say, you know, is Stanley Bryant a better offensive lineman than Brandon Revenberg of the of the Hamilton Tiger Cats? I, I, I don't know. I'll, I'll just I'll flip a coin on this one, and I went with Stanley Bryant just because he was a former Calgary Stampeder. So that's my pick, Davey McIver. I'll agree with you, Jock, uh, and that's because, you know, I like to look at passing attacks and then running games, and let's face it, uh, Andrew Harris had one heck of a year behind that offensive line, so that's my reasoning. I'm going to go with Stanley Bryant, just uh, looking at the numbers. Jeremiah Mazzoli spent a lot of the year running for his life. I don't see how you can uh, have mm-hmm. a, a guy nominated as your outstanding lineman from uh, from that group. So, yep, Stanley Bryant. Yeah, and, and I think we're going to see the best offensive line in Calgary this weekend for the Western Final. More on that coming up, because mm-hmm. I, I do think this Winnipeg offensive line is, is very, very good, and uh, because of that, uh, we're going to make this unanimous. Stanley Bryant is our top pick here on the Calgary Stampeder podcast. All right, uh, now things get very, very interesting. Top Canadian. This may be the toughest selection out there, because you 
have two unbelievable players. You've got the top rusher in the Canadian Football League, Andrew Harris of the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, and you've also got, you know, one of the top national receivers, you know, Brad Sinopoli, the former Calgary Stampeder, Dave Rowe. Oh, uh, yeah, is, yeah, this is clearly the toughest. Brad Sinopoli has had just an outstanding year in Ottawa. He, he, he wanted to be a part of of the Red Blacks. He wanted to be a part of establishing the culture, establishing, you know, the the roots of a, of a brand new team. And he has delivered in spades. But I look at Andrew Harris. I just, you know, I mean, I've seen more of, of Andrew Harris this year mm-hmm. than I have of Brad Sinopoli up close. But just the way the guy is is running, you know, this is, you know, this is a running back who's in his 30s where normally things start to drop off. And, yeah, he does have an outstanding offensive line in front of him. But you look at the way the guy runs when he gets in space and I think you have to go with Andrew Harris. I'm with you, Dave. Uh, I just look at, uh, once again, the numbers. Set a league uh, league record, not league record, but led the league in rushing with 1,390 yards. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had 58 receptions for 451 yards, scored 11 touchdowns, and that just beats out Brad Sinopoli. And you look at uh, Andrew Harris, he's he's not your speed back that runs out of the, uh, you know, runs out the sweeps and, and uh, runs off the edges. He's running down the middle a lot. When he breaks into open field, yeah, he's got a little bit of getaway speed, but uh, I just look at those numbers again, and I'm impressed by Andrew Harris and thinks he takes it you know guys i'm just going to play devil's advocate because again this is probably too close to call and this is obviously nowhere near unanimous uh, choice but i'm going to go with brad sinopoli because you know the fact that he set a new cfl record 116 catches you know passing the old canadian record by ben cahoon that's pretty impressive that's not something you see every single year we have seen canadians win rushing titles Oh, hence, you know, Johnny Cornish uh, from that perspective. Uh, Mm -hmm. But very seldom do we see Canadians set new CFL receiving records. So just on that note, I'm going to go with uh, Brad Sinopoli. But I do think that's going to be a very, very close I have no problem, you know, whichever way this award comes out. This is one that, uh, that's one that the voters got right coming out of the finalists. And haven't been able to say that about too many of these No, and, 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 you know, ultimately, they probably got the defensive vote right, too. Because I know when we did our own picks, uh, you know, Dave, uh, you know, Adam Big Hill, and and of course, Ale- you know Alex Singleton for the Calgary Stampeders, Micah Johnson for the Calgary Stampeders. Adam Big Hill had the sexy numbers, and I had to look at the sexy numbers. So I, I really had to go with Adam Big Hill coming out of the West, and that was tough because I, I really wanted Micah Johnson what he had done. If if he would have won the sack title, uh, I might have changed my mind and yeah. went with Micah Johnson. So it brings us to defense. You've got uh, Adam Big Hill up against Larry Dean. Hey, I, I think Larry Dean. You know, here in the West, we don't see a lot of the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Mm-hmm. I thought Larry Dean was very very good in that semifinal game against the BC Lions. But again, we see Adam Big Hill so much, we know what kind of impact he makes, you know, with that defense. And uh, for me, Adam Big Hill is the uh, top defensive player in the Canadian Football League. I'm with you, Jock. Uh, I do love the numbers from Larry Dean. You know, he had a, over 100 tackles this season. Uh, the team allowed the fewest number of yards uh, and the least amount of rushing yards in the East. But Adam Big Hill just kind of, he kind of adds to that Bombers defense in a way as he can be that big play guy. He can be the guy that, you know, is the glue that holds it together. And and, uh, you know, they were right there uh, in, in the points allowed as well. Second fewest points in the league mm-hmm. and uh, tied for the second fewest yards in the league. And Adam Big Hill just stands out as that Canadian on the, on the defensive end that, uh, you know, plays linebacker better than uh, most guys in the league. He's just, he's a presence. He's one of those larger than life personalities that makes guys around him better. So, yeah, Big Hill. 
There you go. Okay, so last but not least for the MOP Awards, and it's the lone Calgary Stampeder up for some hardware. Of course, Bo Levi Mitchell against Jeremiah Mazzoli, and I think the voters got it right here. These are the two finalists. These should be the two finalists. So, Dave Rowe, where are you going? Got to go with Bo Levi Mitchell. Uh, Jeremiah Mazzoli uh, was a quarterback on an under-500 team. It's a, it's a great story, the way this guy looked like a career backup, and you know, finally, when the team had nowhere else to go, they turned him as Oli in almost desperation, and he made himself into a starting quarterback. Uh, yeah, great story. Delivered some solid numbers, but uh, I saw some things that I don't like about him when he gets uh, under pressure. I mean, Bo Levi Mitchell still doesn't have the perfect game. Would love to see the guy run a little bit more, but you consider the numbers he put up in terms of yardage, in terms of touchdowns, with having a complete turnover in his uh, starting receiving core, that's really something. Yeah, it's Bo. I mean, look at uh, the whole league. You cannot find me another quarterback that had to basically get in sync with two different cores of receivers and then did it successfully. You saw it at the end of the season. Uh, they needed to win that last game in BC, and, and he was firing, and uh, he got them uh, that win with a basically a second set of uh, receivers. So, you know, you can get used to two different uh, set of receivers. Mm. That's just uh, that's enough for me to make you the MOP. I, I'm very curious to see how this vote will come out because, you know, will the Eastern voters voters appreciate what Bo Levi Mitchell really did this year. And you look, you know, you look back at his MOP season a few years ago, he actually had a better season. And, yeah. and a lot of people say Bo Levi Mitchell has had maybe his best season as a Calgary you, Stampeder. You know, Bo Levi Mitchell, I think, you know, just listening into our calling shows and everything, yeah. he took more criticism I know. than I've heard him take. And, you know, just throw his numbers out there. You know, look, look at his passing numbers. Look at his touchdown, touchdown numbers. numbers yeah. Look at his yardage numbers. Yeah. So it's, and you know, and the win percentage speaks for itself. Yeah. So. So, yeah, I, I, I'm with you guys. I'm going to make this unanimous. And, and I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll be very, very disappointed if it's not unanimous from the voters' perspective because, you know, it, and, and, hey, if for some reason Mazzoli wins this award, I'll puke because it just it just, it just be the wrong decision. So I don't think that'll happen, but I have been surprised before. I do yeah. worry that, uh, you know, that slide at the end of the season, having it happen at mm. the end of the season might influence some Eastern but voters. didn't that happen well, at the know, Hamilton Hamilton Tiger Cats too? No, I agree. Yes. I agree. So. I just I worry about the Eastern voters being a little influenced by that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, happening enough. near yeah. the end of the season. Which is going to lead into my next pick. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get to, to the two games this weekend, guys, as we uh, wrap up the Calgary Stampeder podcast. Of course, uh, we're going to start in the East. I, I was kind of hoping for Wally Buono and the BC Lions to go into Ottawa and maybe pull off the big upset, but uh, that is yesterday's news. Uh, Wally Buono, that was so disappointing what happened uh, you know, last weekend. Uh, the Hamilton Tiger Cats, can they go into Ottawa and knock off the top team in the East. Dave Rowe, you're up first. Apparently not. I mean, they've had their opportunities. They've had three shots at the Red Blacks this year, and uh, they are 0 for 3. They uh, were up against a BC team that was probably just happy to be in the playoffs. It's a it's a young group. It's a group that you know needs to find a quarterback out there. Uh, and, and again, it, it's strange how one play, you know, Travis Lule dropping the ball, you know, how that cascades in a playoff game. I mean, I think a few years ago, Hamilton in the Grey Cup against Saskatchewan, uh, Henry Burris has the opening snap go sailing past him, and a game just spirals out of control. They're not going to be against an opponent that's going to spiral out of control like that. You've got, uh, you know, a, a solid Ottawa team at home, well coached by Coach of the Year Rick Campbell, mm -hmm. you know, with possible Canadian of the Year, Brad Sinopoli, the beer chugging John Gutt, and, uh, you, well, and you've got a quarterback out there in Trevor Harris who's got something to prove, who you know, has to prove that he could be a big-game guy. I like Ottawa. 
I'm all about the game-changing players, and I think Ottawa has more than uh, Hamilton, especially with Brandon Banks out. He's not going to play. Uh, you got Brad Sinovoli. Obviously, we talked about his great numbers. William and, Powell. William Powell. I think you look at, and then you look at the quarterbacks and who is going to play better. And you, I would put my money on Andrew Harris. I know um, Jeremiah Mazzoli is the MOP uh, nomination for the East, but like Dave Rose said, I think. Uh, I think he's got something to prove this weekend, and I think uh, he's going to prove it. And it's going to be uh, Ottawa over uh, Hamilton. Well, guys, I want to see Marquay McDaniel into a, into a Grey Cup championship game. And I, I, I do think there's something about this Hamilton team that, you know, I, I think they're the huge underdog going into this game. But I think there is going to be one road team that wins this weekend. And I, I do think if we're going to see an upset, this is where we're going to see the upset. Because, uh, hey, I'll, I'll tease my hand already. I don't think we're going to see an upset in Calgary. So from that perspective, I would not be surprised if we do see a little bit of an upset. I think it's going to be a very, very close game. I, I And, hey, it's, it's going to boil down to a lot of different things like turnovers you know like uh, you know just misplays but I, I'm going to say Hamilton is going to go in they've got a little bit of momentum off that uh, big win and uh, I think there there's going to be the upset so uh, we'll see we'll all see right. how it all uh, all plays out so let's let's get to Calgary let's get to the West Final and Dave McIver, why don't you start it off? Stan Peters against the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And by the way, uh, Dave McIver is going to be part of our broadcast this weekend because we're not going to have yeah, yeah, yeah. we're not going to have Greg uh, Peterson Ooh. with us, unfortunately. So Dave Rowe is going to be doing the outstanding color work with Mark Stephen, and uh, you're going to be my sidekick, Mister McIver. So uh, anyway, give me your thoughts. Well, strangely enough, I actually the only other game I was on the sidelines for this year was against Winnipeg, so I have seen them up close and personal. And I think once again, like August 21st, this is a battle of the trenches. You got a great Great offensive line, as we mentioned earlier, Jock, against what I think is the best defensive line in the season for the Calgary Sam Peters. So it's going to be a battle there. They're going to have to shut down Andrew Harris. We've seen what the guy can do last week. You know, basically broke that game out against Saskatchewan, and I think they're going to have to cover that deep pass. It killed them in the last game of the season, or not the last game of the season, but the last game they played Winnipeg. And if the Stampeders can, you know, just do what they do on offense and find a way to win that battle in the trenches when they're on the defense, I think it's their game. Like you said, Jock, it's going to be close. Mm-hmm. That last game, uh, Dave Dickinson, Bo Levi Mitchell talking about it this week, came down to eight horrible minutes. Uh, you had Winnipeg going over the top for a couple of big touchdowns, and then you had the Stampeders putting the ball on the ground uh, up against their own goalposts for an easy touchdown, and that was pretty much the game. You know, you're not going to have that. Again, uh, Bo Levi Mitchell was still adjusting to a new-look receiving core that game. You had four defensive starters out of the game. You're not going to be throwing on Deshaun Amos, uh, who'd been in camp mm-hmm. for two weeks uh, this time around. The Calgary Stampeders got their game back on track at the end of the year. They've had a bye week. They're playing at home. I, I like the Stampeders. Hey, the Winnipeg Blue Bombers are the hottest team in the Canadian Football League. I'll give them that because, you know, they, they ended the regular season with six straight wins. They they win the semifinal in a very hostile environment in Regina. You know, good on the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. But if you break it down, are they a better team than the Calgary Stampeders? No, they're not. Uh, they don't have a, a better quarterback than the Calgary Stampeders. They don't have a better defense than the Calgary Stampeders. Yes, they have the better running game. And and I'll say this. If Andrew Harris rips off 150 against the Calgary Stampeders in that defense, the Stampeders will lose this game. But I don't think there is a chance that Andrew Harris rips off 150 against the Calgary Stampeders. No, not that against defensive that, line is yeah, just not going to let that th- happen. That's exactly right. Yep. So, again, and I think the weather is supposed to be okay for the game. Yep. You know, because if, if we wake up that morning and all of a sudden there's a bunch of snow on the ground and everything else, like we did for the Grey Cup game, Dave. All bets are off. All bets are off. But, uh, no, I I just think man for man, the Calgary Stampeders are a better team. We can be homers uh, because we're going to have the broadcast for you here on 770 CHQR. But uh, I think we're going to see a Hamilton-Calgary Grey Cup championship in Edmonton. Ottawa-Calgary Grey Cup in Edmonton. (laughs) 
Ottawa, Calgary. Ottawa, Calgary. There you <laughs> I couldn't convince Dave McIver to change his mind. Uh, Dave Rowe, that does it for this edition of the Calgary Stampeder Podcast. Yes, it does. And you can catch our podcast anywhere you get your podcast, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and a tune in. Hey, if you like uh, what you're hearing, just make sure you take some time out and uh, rate the podcast for us. Also, uh, tell a friend. Hey, eh? The more downloads we get, the merrier. And if there's something that you want to hear on the Calgary Stampeder Podcast, uh, feel free to drop us an idea. I'm Jock Wilson. I'm Dave Rowe. And I'm Dave McIver. And that is the Calgary Stampeder Podcast.